This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. I'm happy to welcome to the program now, in the studio, an old friend of the program and, of course, the Wharton School. This is Steve Wansink, Associate Vice President of Braithwaite Communications. He is the guru that steps in and helps you not screw up your brand. Welcome to the studio, my friend. We do our best anyway in yeah, that regard. And best is best, man, because you guys are leading the way. He's got some really cool uh, examples that uh, we can kind of talk through. What's the first one? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, Papa John's has Papa been in the John's. news a lot this week. Wow. Um, and it's a really complicated uh case as they almost always are. <laughs> yes. uh, so just for background, uh, Forbes story last week revealed um, that uh, John uh, Schneider, who's the founder of Papa John's, he mm-hmm. was, and this is really what's interesting to me, he was on a media prep call. Uh, <laughs> he was basically preparing for preparing. potential crises. <laughs> uh, and this dates back to back in the fall. Mm-hmm. He had made some statements about on a, on a conference call that I think was, I think it was an earnings call, but it was a public call. Mm-hmm. Um, about the NFL players that were protesting, protesting during yes. the national anthem that. and it made some statements about that. Papa John's ended up losing their NFL contract. Oh, he right, stepped right, right. down as CEO actually gotcha. at that time for that incident. So this was kind of in response to that, uh, that they were now doing some more prep work with him. And uh, during that prep, he actually managed to offend his media relations team, his marketing agency. Uh, <laughs> wow. he, he used a, a racial slur, mm-hmm. and he also kind of referred back to his upbringing um, mm. and and kind of the you know some of the views of uh, about race that he grew up around. Gotcha. Um, you know, he's saying, "Well, I was just kind of saying, well, I'm not doing that terrible stuff, right?" Uh, but in and of itself, is kind of a odd thing because of course you know why would you why would you be doing that <laughs> right so uh it, it offended some of the people on the marketing call uh it ended up leaking i suspect maybe from some of those same people mm-hmm. uh and uh he had to ultimately step down he, he did issue um an initial statement uh in which he said uh news reports attributing the use of inappropriate and hurtful language to me during a media training session regarding race are true uh, regardless oh. of the context, I apologize. Simply stated, racism has no place in our society. Wow. So, okay. Know, he issued. A, a good, give a grade for that. Yeah. Uh, for that uh, statement. It's a, <laughs> it's a solid. It's a solid B plus. B plus. I mean, he, okay. he, he didn't go over the top with it, but mm-hmm. he acknowledged the issue and he said he wasn't going to do it again. He didn't really show any action mm. and that may not really been on him. It's ultimately the company that has to do that and they did. He stepped down as chairman of the board oh. for Papa John's. Papa John's. Um, okay. Uh-huh. And he still has 30% stock, so he's still technically <laughs> on the board. It's a very complicated yeah. issue. And I think one of the challenges for Papa John's from a marketing standpoint is uh, this is not just, you know, for a lot of companies, the CEO is kind of uh, faceless to yes. a certain extent. Right. E- right. Even, right. even very, you know, big CEOs, unless they get to like a super stratosphere level, right. are, are pretty faceless. But he is the marketing face yes. of the Papa John's brand. Yes, he uh, put himself out there, yes. right? It's, it's, uh, it's like Dave Roberts with Wendy's, if people yes. are old enough to remember that. He yep. was the face of that brand. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jared Fogle with Subway was yes. the face of that brand. Yes. Uh, now he wasn't the pants. The, he wasn't the CEO, though. That's the difference. So Correct. Dave Correct. owned Wendy's, Papa John's owned and started Papa John's. So you have this intertwining of mm-hmm. the founder 
and the brand mm-hmm. and how do you kind of then disconnect those two things mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the things that papa john's is really going to have to wrestle with mm-hmm. uh moving forward because when you look at the other competitors in the qsr quick service restaurant uh space in that particular domain i guess you got like domino's and you yeah. got pizza hut i can't think of you know you, who nobody knows would see yeah, people wouldn't be no, able to name couldn't, i mean couldn't pick them up out of a, out of a lineup i, I mean no even idea. mcdonald's or burger right. king I right. mean, most people would not be able to identify those individuals right. but he was in all the marketing yeah. he was in every store he when you walk his in nose the door. In it. He's like, I'm putting my face yeah. out and there. He, so he was on all the commercials. He's yep. sitting next to Peyton Manning on yep. commercials. So yep. I mean, he is as much a part of the brand of Papa John's as anything. Double edged sword. And I, yeah, and this is the the dark side of that. Now is you have this tied to one person, and now that person's image has crumbled. And mm-hmm. what does that do to to the Papa John's brand? Mm-hmm. And so, what? what, what let, let me get this straight, though, Steve. And by the way, listeners, if you're out there and you're a, a Papa John's fan. You can give us a call and uh, see if you can defend your brand on this stage, if you were. Uh, 1-844-WARTON is the number. That's 1-844-942-7866. Are you going to stop eating Papa John's pizza if you are a customer? <laughs> I don't know. Give us a call and tell us uh, what's going on there. But let me ask this. I guess they were struggling a little bit, right, before this? I mean, there's been kind of like a kind of a yeah, you know, I mean, flat they're, sales. They're or... fourth in the market, fourth, uh, okay. so yeah. they're they're behind Pizza Hut, Domino's, and Little Caesars, I Little think. Oh, wow. So they're not, yeah. you know, they're not that they haven't been at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that hurts too. And then you go back to the previous. The the other I think challenge for them is you know he made those statements back in the fall. Now yes. here we are again six months later, and we're dealing and we're with dealing, the same issues. So yes. it's like, well, what did you do what did really you do? the last time? Well, right. they tried to set him up with the media relations, and, and that then, made it worse. <laughs> and then it left the racial slurs that's basically on the phone. So what happened? Like, so yeah. Um, you know, and it's interesting in Papa John's uh, letter that the CEO wrote following mm. this most recent incident. Okay. You know, the very How quickly did that letter come out? It was it was a couple days later. Okay. It took a little while for them to put it together, which I don't think helped. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, and, and in the time frame of yeah, of the new the new world order, if you will, yeah, like a couple days is like got to be quicker than that. Two eternities. Yeah. Last yeah. time we were talking about Facebook, and you know Zuckerberg was out within a week, and yes. it wasn't enough. And this was this was longer than that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but in the first line, they say Papa John's is not. A an individual papa john's is a pizza company with 120,000 corporate and franchise members blah 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 so i mean they're <laughs> they're immediately wrestling with that challenge of Correct. how do we yes. how do we separate but ourselves but in some sense steve i mean it, i mean they're kind of undoing the brand i mean your point is like that he's in, you know he's his picture his name his identity is wrapped up in all this That's so they're right. basically trying to say hey well, wait a minute we're not just one i mean they're kind of like trying to create some psychological separation here i i would suspect that within the next year or two you will see a significant reinvention of this brand because it's i i don't know how you don't do that honestly at this point you have to create some sort of new identity um but do you, would you change the name? Well, you can't change the name, right? Because it's Papa I would think, John's. Yeah, I would think there is too much equity wrapped up in the name. Mm. But you have to change what that name means gotcha. uh, and, and what it means to people, I think, moving forward. But you wouldn't sub in another person. Would you sub in a character? I, I suspect they will not make the mistake of using any kind of corporate <laughs> spokesperson again. Gotcha, I mean, gotcha. because, they, you know, they, they've been burned by it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. So they go on to say, you know, we're going to do all these things. And they're, that's the show action part, though, right? Yeah, the show action, but they didn't actually really uh, show any kind of empathy. And, Interesting. And oh, they they really. It's didn't. kind of a cold letter. It is yeah. very much so. Um, you know, they say racism in any insensitive language, no matter what the context, can simply not scan will, stand will not be tolerated. We accepted Mr. Snyder's re- uh, resignation. But and then they talk about several key steps to rebuild trust, and then they start wow. to show action. But there's really not any kind of language in there that yeah. is 
um, emotional or empathetic or says, listen, we understand that this kind of language may have hurt, you know, millions of people or offended millions of people. Um, like this is this is drafted by the lawyers. The right. lawyers check this. It's very tight, you know, very cognitive, very rational. Yeah, it seems a little too cold, and and they've taken some heat for it. Uh, there's been a number of uh, quite a bit of blowback on that, and and probably rightfully so. And then just today, article in the New York Times uh, comes out that uh, Mr. Papa John himself is going to really fight this. Uh, oh no! Which is a nightmare for the company because it's going to draw the story out uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. for a much longer time uh-huh. than I'm sure they would li- uh, like. The headline actually reads: "Papa John's founder will not go quietly as company <laughs> tries to push him away." <laughs> wow! Uh, so you're going to set up now for a long legal fight. And oh, it's going to stay no. in the news. So they have a real what's he fi- so what, what so what is he what is his what is his argument? Uh, well, through his lawyer, uh, he says he's not going to go quietly in the night. He's going to protect shareholders in the company as much as he can. Uh-huh. He doesn't. Um, so this is basically saying whatever I said about I'm sorry, I don't really believe it. I, I'm not really sorry because I, I, I think I'm, I'm justified in fighting for whatever it is that I think is about to be taken from me. Right. So he says, let me be very clear. I never used the N-word in that meeting as a racial epithet, nor would I ever. So he's basically <laughs> defending his actions. He's saying that there was no... You know, he was forced out. He didn't really have a choice. There was no fair investigation into exactly what happened. Um, I will not uh, allow either my good name or the good name of the company I founded and loved to be unfairly tainted. Oh, wow. So he's going to get aggressive and defend himself, and it's going to be hard for them to keep this out of the news if, if he continues to do mm-hmm. that. It'll be back into the news cycle. And that, this is going to be this – is, this, is, this is absolutely going to make things worse, right, Steve? Well, for the company, I would think, yes, because yeah. uh-huh. uh, there's really not a whole lot good that can come of it. I mean uh-huh. – he him maintaining a prominent position in in the company if you know and he's probably fighting for some sort of financial payout i would guess cuz they're not going to bring him back in fact they kicked him out literally kicked him out of the offices oh, uh, earlier this week okay um, okay but it's going to get bitter it's going to get ugly it's mm-hmm. going to stay in the news mm-hmm. and with a situation like this you know that's one of the worst things that, that you can have happen is just to keep it in the news gotcha. uh continually and so they're going to they're going to have a tough time uh, managing this one. For so sure. Braithwaite tells them, uh, advises them how. What, what do you tell these guys? Well, I think I buckle think, up, because <laughs> right. I, I think at this point, you know, we we don't say no comment, but they've made their initial push. They've made their initial statement. Although I would critique that a bit and say they should have done that a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, at moving forward, it may not benefit them to continue to comment on this gotcha. uh, because it, now it, you go dark right because mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot for them to get out of it mm-hmm. uh, the issue itself they need to try and address and take action on and maybe promote some of those actions that they're taking mm-hmm. but when it comes to this legal case um i don't know that you want to get into a you know a tit for tat with uh with uh, john schneider here because he's going to have a lot of ammo and a lot of stuff to say about it so interesting it, it's going to be a very delicate game i think part of it is how much is he saying how much is he being the aggressor and what is he saying about the company and then mm-hmm. maybe you do have to respond a little bit but you know you want to try and get this out of the news cycle as out quickly the, as you can out of the news it's interesting because when you mentioned that i was i just saw a commercial the other day for wells fargo we talked about yeah, the, the wells yeah, fargo yeah. example and yeah. so they have this this thing going on now you know um you know established 1851 or whatever reestablished 2018 
and it, it, it triggered in my mind. I was like, oh yeah, I for, totally forgot yes. about all that crap I, you guys did. I had this and same I, reaction. I was like, Why are you putting that back into my mind? <laughs> you know, I, I do not know. It's what? it's it, well, I mean, probably what happened is you know they started the ad campaign a year ago, and it took them a year to develop it. <laughs> yeah, right. But but it's like. It, no, no. Like, people have forgotten about this. Yes. They've moved on. The average person is not thinking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about that on this show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, you know, as aware of it as anybody. But until I saw that commercial again, it kind of had passed for me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm a Wells Fargo customer. I mean, it had kind of gone, you know, uh, I moved on with my life as mm-hmm. most people do. Right. And then I'm sitting there and going, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. They did that kind of bad thing a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, they're putting it back into our minds. So, yeah, Papa John's going to have some challenges there. It's going to be a pretty tough road to uh, to hoe there, right? Yeah, and right. I think, you know, given the fact that they already are fourth in the marketplace, mm-hmm. that's a tough place to be for them. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to take that much for that to start sliding backwards, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the with the industry and how competitive it is. Interesting. Well, good luck, Mr. Schneider. That's uh, going to be a really tough road. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, Uber, I guess, is uh, back into the news as well. Uh, yeah, Uber, I mean, they... And they just can't, just can't, can't you know, can't not I, step in it, right? I mean, which thing with them? It's like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I was looking today and it was like, you know, they have a driver, you know, abducting people. I mean, yeah. they... They they have an interesting challenge that uh, I think, you know, the 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 it was kind of built. It seeming seems to me in a very kind of wild west yes. way. Yes. And um, you know they're going to have a hard time control. They seem to have so many liabilities and issues yes. and challenges. Yeah, and- but I'm actually shocked because when I think about Uber. And I remember the first time I tried an Uber a long time ago when I was teaching in San Francisco, Steve, and some of my students were like, hey, we got an Uber. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. And, there's, and they go like, hey, look at this. Watch this. And they pulled out the app. And I was like, wow. I was like, you're about to get into a stranger's car. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, the very first time. And then you do it the first time. And like, okay, okay, I didn't get killed. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of surprised there haven't been like more stories of like problems with, you know, like vetting drivers or issues that might happen, et cetera. So. Yeah. And I think what you're dealing with there is just it's it is simply a higher risk mm-hmm. operation. Yeah. And. Um, but your point would be, Steve, listen, you're in the business of knowing that there are strange people getting into strangers' cars. You you should have a plan. That's right. <laughs> ahead of time for X, Y, and Z that lay out these prob- probably, you know, these are not rare event management sorts of things. This is like, this might pretty much happen, right? Right. You, you've got, especially with Uber and something like that, you've got to have a playbook. So you look at, we, we work sometimes with construction companies. Mm-hmm. If you work in heavy construction or an industrial industry, it's high risk. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to get hurt on one of your work sites at some point in time and potentially seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody could die. Somebody that could that, die. that yeah. is the nature of the work that is done. You you try not to, you know, obviously these companies are doing the best they can to avoid that, but it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to have plans in place to be able to respond when those things happen. And same thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're Uber, you have to start having plans in place. And it goes beyond communications. You start have to start having protocols and, and ways in place to kind of curtail this. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, if you look in the construction industry, they that's what they do with safety. They have programs and policies and, and Uber is going to have to do the same thing with their drivers. But from a communication standpoint, mm-hmm. they always have to be aware of that possibility and be ready to respond gotcha. uh, with the appropriate kind of statement and, mm-hmm. and action. Mm-hmm. And so, but it started, a lo- it started a while back, right? With the, the head person sort of having some challenges. Yeah. So yeah. that's the other thing. They, they, so they have those issues, which are kind of related to the service itself. The service. And then mm-hmm. they have this other issue. Organizational 
organizational structure, organizational culture bubbling issues. up with mm-hmm. with culture and how they are treating you know individuals and females and sexism and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, again, uh, now you know, there you have a CEO who's not quite as tied into the marketing, but uh, right. as a lot of these Silicon Valley guys are, they mm-hmm. definitely become you know, intertwined with the company yes. that they've created. Yes. Um, and so again, you know, removing yourself from that can be difficult. Yes. And so, but the latest thing, I guess, has to do with uh, the head of uh, human resources. Is that the deal? Yeah, he's he's had some issues uh, as oh, well. Dear. And, uh-huh. you know, that, that never looks good, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so you've got, you know, an HR person who's not really you know, managing the situation well and, and the people and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the worst case scenario, right? It's, it's the, it's, you know, the cop committing a crime, you know, yeah. you got, <laughs> yeah. so it's, exactly. it's really exactly. critical again that they take some, some swift, swift action and, and can do something about that. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, and it's, what's also interesting about it with Uber, I think is also that I think that, be, would you say that because it's, it's kind of a, in that space of like tech, and that sort of new sort of model of services that's out there, disruptor, disruptors. Yep, yep. Is there a different kind of paradigm in terms of how consumers expect you to be behaving or is there is it? Is yeah, there that's really interesting. There? I mean, I, I think most consumers expect uh, brands to act appropriately. I mm-hmm. think that is the expectation. Um, now what people are willing to excuse or overlook uh mm-hmm. i think often depends on how uh, good is the service that mm-hmm. uh they're using and to use the other tech example that just came up the other day with amazon amazon the, prime the right prime day was, prime day they had all these issues and they basically made it like j- when they launched the obamacare website yes right? yeah they basically made up. a joke about it and said uh you know we had great sales and w- despite a rough start <laughs> Uh, so I said it wasn't a walk in the dog park. Uh-huh. We had a rough R U F F start, oh! and we know some t- customers wow. were temporarily unable to make purchases. Wow. Here's the thing: wow. I-, I was ticked, <clears throat> ticked about this. Uh-huh. Okay, I got on at three o'clock. I couldn't get on the website. It was uh-huh. you know big problem. So I'm kind of ticked that they didn't you know make a little bit more of amends for it, mm-hmm. and they haven't really said about what happened or why it happened. Uh-huh. But guess what? I'm going to keep using Amazon. <laughs> right, Bezos, man, and that's listen, and, yeah. Although I will say, I thought this statement was a little off-brand for them because, you know, Bezos' whole thing is we are going to do everything we can to make the customer happy. That's right. And and we're going to be the most customer-facing company in the world. And I kind of thought this was a little odd that they were flippant about this. Flippant. And, um, you know, they go on to talk about, uh, yeah, we had a rough start, but we made a lot of money off of this. (laughs) Um, No, you're kidding. That, that, is that what they said? Yeah, they they basically <laughs> said yesterday uh, we do, are having some. Pro- so this was the later statement, the rough start thing. But their initial statement was uh, we are having some downtime issues and we're working on that. But many people are enjoying uh, the Amazon Prime Day, and in fact, we're having the best sales start ever. Wow! So it's basically like, yeah, whatever, nothing to see here. We're making a lot of money, right? Uh, which kind of surprised me. That's very surprising, uh, given their kind of brand. But uh, you know, they are such a behemoth at yes. this point. Yes, um, they have mastered the art of creating inertia, and so it's like to your point, Steve. It's like. I, I just try to think like what would and maybe I'll pose this as a thought exercise for you as well. What would it take for you to get off of Amazon and to stop using Amazon? Right. What, what, would, what well, would it be? What would that incident be? The, the thing about it is, I think you know, no brand is bulletproof. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at 
I mean, you know this, you look at the Fortune 500 from, you know, 30 years ago and half those companies or more are off it. You know, they don't, you, nobody stays on top forever or very few do at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with with Amazon and you look at other really big behemoths, sometimes it's a slow decline. Mm-hmm. It's it's not mm-hmm. one thing that is, by a thousand cuts. that is going to undermine them. Yes. And I think that's kind of the position that Amazon has uh, taken in this stratosphere is, you know, they'll get away with this mm-hmm. uh, and, and their consumers will start come, will keep coming back. But what happens when this continues to happen or this becomes a trend or five years from now, we're still talking about these kinds of issues that they run into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how the, the big dogs ultimately fall mm-hmm. sometimes. It's not one singular event. And I think that they've taken that place where, yeah, they're going to weather this. They mismanaged it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like, so what right now? But if they continue to let these things happen, then it could become a problem. And part, so, so I guess implicit in that logic, Steve, is that you have an opportunity as a brand to build up some goodwill. Yes. It's almost like a bank account analogy, that, right? That's exactly right. And, and you know, Amazon has quite a bit of, of goodwill. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get often the, the benefit of the doubt. And, and you like to talk so much about how it gets to the core of, yes. of who you are. And I think yes. people do feel a connection with Amazon and a loyalty there. Yes. And so they are going to give them a little bit of a break. Where, a little bit of a you break. Know, they're not going to give... Uh, maybe overstock.com uh, a break <laughs> right. because they just right. don't have that affinity. They don't have the brand. affinity. They don't have that built-up social goodwill, that cachet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Well, Steve Wansink, uh, uh, as always, I actually brought for you, this is uh, in your honor. This is the, uh, <laughs> ladies and germs, I have my sorry button, which we basically, I can just press. I apologize. And just every time you press it. I'm so sorry. It's just, You get a different. Sorry. Different kind of sorry. Hey, my bad. You know, so you got to just walk around with this now, basically, <laughs> That's so be prepared yeah. to uh, to handle and weather these uh, brand crises. But we really appreciate you coming in tonight. We we really thank you for your time, your wisdom, Steve. Absolutely, anytime. Love to be here. Always a pleasure to have you on, listeners. You can find out more about Steve at gobraithwaite.com. I'll spell it for you: G O B R A I T H W A I T E dot com. You can also follow them on Twitter at gobraithwaite. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.